Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Before we get started with this episode, I thought we needed, uh, for some of you that are not familiar with the term battery swapping, uh, a little bit of an explanation. Battery swapping is a very different model of putting power in an electric vehicle than what most of us are used to. It's a system that basically swaps out the main battery pack with a fresh one fully charged when the range gets low instead of what we typically do, which is visit a charging station and plugging in. While battery swapping is successful and plentiful in places like China, it's almost unheard of in the USA. Ample is a company that is taking a different approach to the EV recharging problem. All right, uh, today on the podcast, we have Levi Tilleman, Vice President for Policy and International Outreach at Ample. Uh, thank you, Levi, for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited about this because um, the whole idea, well, Ample, I mean, what a great name, first of all. I, I'm all about really cool names, and uh, that's really kind of neat in and of itself. Um, but this whole idea of battery swapping stations for electric vehicles, uh, folks that are following the EV market will most likely know about this uh, because of NEO, which, uh, you know, is in uh, a car manufacturer in China. China, um, and they have over, I believe, over 500 battery swapping stations, and to date, over 4 million battery swaps, which is uh, pretty remarkable. So they're doing battery swapping uh, in, in a very successful way. But here in the States, it's something that either you don't hear about or... I mean, I've gotten dismissed when I've mentioned it to, to other folks um, that, you know, why do we need something like this? Um, because we have, you know, fast charging, DC fast charging. So I guess I, I would be interested in finding a little bit about like the history of Ample and, you know, how long that's been around and what y'all are doing uh, in this space. Sure. So Ample started over seven years ago, and the company's been in stealth uh, for most of that time until about March of this year. And really, the purpose of Ample was to figure out a way that we could create an EV repowering system that was as good, as affordable, as flexible, and as extensible as gasoline. Um, current EV charging um, unfortunately, it, it, it works really well for people who have a garage with an electrical socket that they can plug in at home, and they rarely have to use public charging infrastructure. But for those of us like myself who have to rely on public charging infrastructure, uh, it's not a great system. Uh, public EV right. charging is really expensive. It takes a long time, which means it's really inconvenient. And, and what that means is that you're really limiting the electric vehicle market to a very small niche of the overall automotive um, market. It's, it's people who are essentially Tesla drivers, people who are affluent suburbanites with a garage where they have a plug and they rarely need to repower um, when, when they're not at home. Um, so, so Ample is an effort to solve that equation. And as you mentioned, this is already happening in China. It's happening in a big way. It's not just NIO. In fact, pretty much every major Chinese auto manufacturer is now investing very heavily in battery swap. I did a survey 
in July of the announcements for capacity additions for battery swap stations in China um, between now and 2025. And, and with those stations that are, are planned, they'll be able to swap well over 80 million batteries a week, um, which is just an enormous number. And I have to tell you that the number has gone up significantly since July. I haven't gone through with my spreadsheet and added those new announcements um, yet, but, but China has realized that battery swapping is going to be a critical part of the EV future. And, and, and that's significant for a number of reasons. Uh, the first is that China has far and away the most fast chargers and, and public EV chargers in the world. They have about 80% of the DC fast chargers in the world. They have about 80% of the slower level one and level two public chargers in the world. And about 18 months ago, the Chinese government, which has taken a, a very proactive role in planning their industry, realized that public charging just wasn't going to solve the problem for the majority of Chinese EV drivers. And so they started very aggressively promoting battery swapping. And as you said, um, you have companies like NIO that have been kind of out in front on this. They're already deploying battery swapping in a big way. And, and this is just a shadow of things that are to come. Uh, if you were at the big EV charging expo in Shanghai this year, uh, what you would have seen is an overwhelming focus on battery swap stations and, and very little emphasis on public charging. Um, it's just going to be a huge part of the future. Well, yeah, and it makes total sense there. I mean, because you have so many people living in smaller places where they don't have access to charging at home. And, and actually, with NEO, I know specifically, uh, they can reduce the price of their vehicles. And then they have like a, a battery as a service. Um, so they're paying a monthly fee for, you know, the battery. Uh, it's not technically, I guess, part of the car, but they, they always have access to the, the battery stations, uh, you know, swapping stations. How many, I'm, I'm curious, how many swapping stations does Ample have currently and are they located in, uh, you know, just a very specific uh, location? So Ample has about half a dozen swap stations deployed. And I, I think it's important to understand what Ample is doing and why it's different than what the Chinese battery swap companies are doing. It is not that difficult to design a battery swap system. What is difficult is to design a battery swap system that can work with any vehicle from any manufacturer and operate reliably and efficiently. And, and that's what Ample has done. You know, in China, they're using big expensive facilities filled with big expensive robots to swap big expensive and inflexible batteries. Uh, what we've done here at Ample is we've broken up those big, expensive, inflexible batteries into much smaller pieces. So you can kind of stack them and mix them and match them like you would Legos. And what that enables us to do is to use really small, affordable, flexible facilities that only take about as much space as two parking spots um, that are filled with much smaller, much cheaper robots to swap these much smaller, much more flexible batteries. And, and the result is that an ample enabled vehicle, it's operating off of a platform that can be shared with any vehicle make or any vehicle model 
Um, and and I, I think that that's really the secret sauce. The, the Chinese system is big, it's powerful, it's kind of industrial strength, but it's very expensive and it's very inflexible. Um, the Ample system uh, works better for a, a market like the United States or like Europe where you have a diversity of vehicles and, and you have a diversity of use cases. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, there, I'll, I'll try to link to some of these videos. I mean, it's it's a really, the, the stations themselves are really cool looking. Uh, the whole process uh, is really pretty amazing. I think the, the video I saw was uh, a first generation Nissan Leaf, not unlike uh, my own, I guess was, you know, kind of retrofitted for, for this process. And that's interesting. I mean, does the business see this uh, as a service for primarily for um, individuals with vehicles or for fleets or for both? One of the big problems with EV charging has always been that chicken and egg issue. Are you going to have enough cars to support the charging network and are you going to have enough chargers to support the vehicle fleet? And the way that Ample is getting around that chicken and egg issue is that we are starting with fleets. So we don't sell charging infrastructure. We sell electric miles. So we basically, we charge you on the, the same kind of business model that, that you'll see at a gas station where you, you roll up and you fill up with you know, five or 10 gallons of gas and, and you pay based on the, the number of gallons of gas that you consume. Uh, we do the same thing, but, but with electric miles. And so we set up the charging infrastructure for a fleet and then they pay based on the number of electric miles that we deliver. Um, the thing that I really like about that is that it aligns our incentives very much with uh, environmental incentives. Building a $200,000 charging station doesn't actually do anything to solve the problem of global warming. The thing that solves the problem of global warming is dispensing zero carbon electric miles from that charging station. So here at Ample, uh, we don't make a cent unless we dispense electric miles. And our goal and our incentive is to dispense as many electric miles as possible. Um, and, and again, uh, we've created a business model uh, which is very aligned with environmental progress. And, and I think we're, we're very proud of that. Unlike some companies out there, we don't make our money selling infrastructure. We make our money solving the problem. Now, one of the you know, uh, one of the benefits of this system is it's it's fast. How does it stack up? I know that, you know, I believe Tesla early on was talking about doing this and they, they have a video which shows them, you know, like 90, I think it was 90 seconds or it, it was very fast. Uh, it was like a minute and a half for a swap. It wasn't a station, but it was on, you know, demonstration on stage. I think Neo, um, it's, it's a few minutes for a swap uh, in, in one of theirs and it's getting better. They have the second generation swapping stations out now. Um, how, how quickly can uh, these battery packs be you know, changed out? So again, that's, it's a little bit of an apples and oranges comparison because yeah. it's very quick and it's very easy to design a system that uses big expensive robots and big expensive facilities to pull out a battery that only works with one vehicle and plug in a battery that only works with that one vehicle. Um, Ample system takes a little bit longer, um, let's say today about 10 minutes, but we have some improvements that are in the pipeline and we're in the process of deploying that are 
going to bring that down um, significantly below the 10-minute mark. And the benefit, again, is that every battery that is stored in an ample swap facility can be used with any vehicle that is ample enabled. And it's very easy to enable a vehicle um, to use the ample system. You basically have an adapter plate that you install in the cavity that would otherwise be holding that OEM installed battery. Um, and and we, we engineer the adapter plate. The adapter plate is for all intents and purposes, the exact same geometry as the vehicle's original battery. So the vehicle can't really tell whether it's carrying our adapter plate or whether it's carrying the battery that was originally designed by the OEM. Um, but once it has that adapter plate installed, which is a, a very easy process, and um, some companies will be installing those adapter plates on the line. Right now, because we're still a, a somewhat early stage company, um, we are mostly retrofitting vehicles with those adapter plates. But once it has that adapter plate installed, any vehicle can use an ample swap station. And um, you know the fact that we are taking out these smaller batteries that are modular and they're much more flexible in the way they can be arranged means that it's gonna take a little bit longer than if you just pull out a thousand pound battery. Um, but the upsides are, again, much cheaper, um, much easier to deploy the infrastructure, much more flexible in terms of uh, its ability to work with a variety of different uh, vehicle makes and models. Now, uh, I guess, can I hear a little bit about your role in the company and uh, the kind of work that you, specifically you're doing uh, for Ample? So I'm, I'm a long-term EV advocate and kind of policy guy. I spent some time at the Obama Energy Department uh, working on EV policy. Before that, I wrote a PhD on industrial policy um, for promoting electric vehicles. And this was sort of in the late 2000s, early 2010s. I have been a big advocate for decarbonization of the mobility sector uh, for a long time. I actually joined Ample from the World Economic Forum where I was setting up a program that was looking at how we can decarbonize the entire life cycle of automobiles, starting with manufacture of things like steel and aluminum and batteries, then looking at the use phase and then following that vehicle to the end of life um, and, and working with a bunch of big industrials on how we could turn the automotive economy into a circular economy where you capture those materials at end of life and you recycle them back in to the automotive value chain. So I joined Ample um, for a few reasons. The first is that I thought it was by far the most compelling business model that I've ever seen in the electric vehicle space. Um, it solved a very real social problem in that a lot of people in the United States and around the world um, are not affluent suburbanites, so they don't have access to electric vehicles. Um, and by the way, it's a social problem that's gonna be 100% necessary in order to solve the environmental problem of climate change, because we can't solve climate change by electrifying the most affluent 20% of vehicle drivers. We need to electrify the entire market. And so a system like Ample system is going to be absolutely critical to making that happen. Um, so I do a number of different things, but my primary responsibility is educating policymakers on the importance of a battery swap and Ample's 
model for battery swapping. Um, as you said, there is not a there is not a lot of knowledge in the United States and, and quite frankly, even in Europe regarding battery swap as a technology or business model. Um, so I spend an enormous amount of time with people in Washington, D.C., people in various state capitals, uh, people at public utilities commissions, um, talking with them about why and how battery swapping is going to be an important part of their future. And, and sometimes I dig down into the weeds of legislation and regulations and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes there will be specific regulations calling for the installation of a, you know, CHAdeMO charger or a CCS charger. And we then have to have a conversation with those regulators as to why it makes more sense to have technology neutral policies that can include business models and technologies like Ample's, you know. Today, less than half a percent of the vehicle miles traveled in the United States are electric. And I think it's kind of logical to assume that the business models and technologies that will get us up towards 50 or 100 percent electrification are not going to be the exact same business models and technologies that got us to half a percent of electrification. And so finding out thoughtful ways um, to integrate those ideas into policy is, is really a big part of my job. Yeah, and the the cost that you're talking about, you know, making it available for folks, um, you know, at, at lower income levels is is such a a big thing, an important thing, and I, I think a lot of, if not all of, the major car manufacturers. I mean, Tesla's announced that they are working on, you know, twenty five thousand dollar vehicle. We'll we'll see if and when that happens. Um, you know, with battery costs coming down, um, they're looking at that. But another way of doing that would be to have something where the battery could be separate. And again, that's like what, what Neo's doing, uh, and it seems to be very popular. Ideally, where would um, swapping stations be located? Um, is there a, a, you know, a, a good place for, for something like this? I think one of the benefits of Ample's swap stations is that they're very space efficient. So they're very flexible. They take up two parking spots worth of um, real estate. And all we need is a place to plug them in and then they can charge batteries. Um, they can they can actually um, adjust when they're charging the batteries based on when the electricity mix is cleanest, uh, when the electrical system is peaking, we can throttle back our charging, we can even feed electricity back into the grid um, with with our swap stations. And all of these are capabilities that are going to be critically important to enabling a decarbonized electrical system. Um, there's going to be more and more renewable energy resources added to the grid over the coming decades. And in order to be able to harness those renewable resources and to utilize them, we're going to need huge amounts of static storage. Um, one of the great parts of a battery swap system is you get kind of a two for one. You get really fast energy delivery to vehicles, but you also get these battery banks that are able to absorb that renewable energy when it's available and then dispense it either back into the grid or into a vehicle when it's needed. Okay. Now, what other markets? I mean, you know, we talked about China a little bit, but India comes to mind. You know, it seems like something like this would be 
really beneficial in a market like that. Has the company looked at other places uh, for you know these swap stations? We really see this as a global solution. I don't think that we're going to be constrained by particular geographies. We have an enormous amount of interest, um, and we have partnerships that are in the process of rolling out in Europe, in the United States, um, in Japan, in other regions of Asia. And I think the reason for that is that the closer people get to actually having to operationalize an electric fleet or to electrify drivers who don't have that suburban garage that has a, a, a parking spot right next to an outlet, the more they realize that, that they need something that is really the equivalent of an electric gas station and that can quickly and conveniently and affordably repower those electric vehicles. So, so I, I, don't, I don't think we're really constrained by geography. I think this is a really good solution that kind of works with existing business models and can be deployed anywhere very flexibly and, and very quickly. Now, are, are there any, I, I guess, like hidden benefits? Uh, and the thing I'm thinking about is, again, going back to that video I saw, you know, online, it was a Nissan Leaf, obviously uh, retrofitted for the Ample system. You know, I, I would think, and I've spoken to a lot of our, you know, Evolve KY members that have older vehicles, um, you know, like first generation Leafs, they would love to be able to swap out you know, their battery for, you know, on a regular basis, you know, for something that has a full charge. Um, I mean, would something like this extend the life of first generation vehicles? Is that something that you're looking into or would be valuable? I think one thing that's important to remember is that the electric vehicles that are on the road today represent an extremely tiny fraction of the overall number of vehicles that are going to have to be electrified in order to solve the problem of climate change. So we're very much looking forward. We can retrofit vehicles. We currently do retrofit vehicles. But in order to solve the problem of climate change, which is really a primary mission of our company, uh, we're going to have to electrify vehicles that are coming off the assembly line rather than uh, vehicles that maybe didn't get a great battery when, when they were first manufactured and, and are not as functional as right. they once were. Um, that said, it's important to note that when you have a battery swap enabled vehicle, your battery will never degrade because you will always have the best, newest battery chemistry um, and, and the sort of most up-to-date technology. That's because you don't own that battery. You're operating on a shared pool of batteries that swap in and out of that vehicle. And if that battery degrades to a certain point, then it will be removed from that pool and it will be repurposed um, for second life use, probably storing renewable energy um, or providing grid services. And, and so it's sort of um, a real boon for EV drivers. They don't have to worry about their battery degrading over time. In fact, their battery range and their battery capacity is going to increase as the chemistries improve um, going forward. So I think I think that that is that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Um, with today's EV ownership model, people think a lot about not wanting to let go of their battery. But this is a much better system from a consumer standpoint because your technology risk 
um, is completely eliminated with re respect to that battery. And in fact, your range and the the utility of that battery is going to continue to improve over the course of well, time. Well, and, and I guess that kind of points to like I, I would call I guess the American spirit. You know, is we we you know historically have wanted to, to own our vehicles entirely, um, but it does seem like things are changing. I mean, they're changing with things like folks not even owning vehicles or or relying more on Uber and Lyft and, and things like that. Um, so, I mean, do you do you see that? Um, you know, I guess you would need to go to car manufacturers. Is there? Do they seem to be open to? To working with you on, on a project like this? The thing is, nobody's really figured out how to make an electric vehicle-based mobility system work at scale, how to repower vehicles at scale, how to deal with the challenges of EV ownership at scale. So what we're seeing is a lot of openness to new ideas and new business models. And when people look to China um, and, and realize that you know, a country that has by far the largest electric vehicles market in the world has fully embraced battery swap as a pillar of their EV system. Um, you know, I think they realize that that there's there's something important happening over there. Yeah, I mean, I could see something like this for the post office system. It would be totally makes sense for deliveries and things like that uh, to to use a model like this. I have to roll um, because... Yeah, yeah, no, it, that's fine. Uh, you know, I appreciate you spending some time with me today. And uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a fun conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash stewsevu. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.